The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. I'm Benjamin Dolly, and this is the VPM Daily Newscast. Richmond police purchased over 1,000 units of pepper spray and tear gas during recent protests. That's according to a public records request filed by VPM. Roberta Roldan has more. Richmond police spent over $37,000 on chemical agents from June 1st to July 7th. That includes handheld canisters of pepper spray and grenades holding tear gas. They also bought so-called non-lethal munitions, including 50 grenades that shoot out rubber pellets. Councilwoman Stephanie Lynch, who's been critical of RPD's response to the protests, questioned whether the use of less lethal weapons were even effective. From that first night onward, we saw that the tear gas and rubber bullets had the opposite effect of, you know, tamping down any protests. We actually saw the numbers of protesters grow in size and because they were angry, and rightfully so. RPD declined to answer VPM's questions, including how much of the equipment was actually used. Police Chief Gerald Smith defended the use of less lethal weapons last month, arguing that they're an effective way to control riotous crowds. Roberta Roldan, VPM News. Virginia Senate Democrats unveiled a broad state-level policing reform bill for the upcoming General Assembly special session. Senator Scott Sorovell says that the Democratic caucus listened to community voices when drafting reforms, including bans on the use of nighttime, no-knock warrants, and the purchase of military surplus equipment by police departments. We also heard that, you know, Virginia has like 400 plus law enforcement agencies and there's very little standardization in training that goes on between the agencies. Senate Democrats plan to announce a series of proposals on criminal justice next week, including civilian review boards and a Marcus Alert framework for involving mental health professionals on certain 911 calls. Republican lawmakers are calling on the entire Virginia parole board to resign after a man convicted of killing a police officer three decades ago was granted parole in April. House Minority Leader Todd Gilbert said during a press conference today that the board showed a pattern of bias towards releasing Vincent Martin. This board had to notify people in a timely fashion. They had to notify the Commonwealth attorney and failed to do so. They had to uh, disseminate this information to the family to get input. They failed to do so. The Office of the State Inspector General released a report last month to media outlets that concluded the board violated procedure under state law but it was heavily redacted, causing the state's Republican leadership to grow louder in their calls for transparency. In a press release, the Virginia Parole Board said the inspector general's conclusions are based on, quote, factual inaccuracies and a misunderstanding of the Virginia Code. A voter registration group apologized today for sending around half a million applications with incorrect return address information. The Center for Voter Information says they mixed up city and county names. That means voters in Richmond City got applications that would send their information to registrars in Richmond County, around 50 miles away. The nonpartisan group blamed a programming error for the mistake. They promised to work with registrars to redirect mail and say they'll pay for any extra expense they caused. After a comprehensive review, Henrico County Public Schools says that Freeman High will retire its Rebels mascot and nickname. 60% of public responses favored changing the name according to a letter sent out on Thursday by the school's principal. The term Rebels is associated with Confederates and those who supported slavery. Freeman High got the nickname in 1954 as an all-white school that remained segregated for more than a decade following Brown v. Board of Education. The administration says it will work with the community to choose a new mascot for the school. 
The Mountain Valley Pipeline is 91% complete, according to developers, but a federal stop work order for environmental violations has delayed progress for months. As Patrick Larson reports, a group of Virginia legislators has sent an open letter to state health officials requesting a further halt on the project, citing the COVID-19 pandemic. The developers of the Mountain Valley Pipeline announced in May plans to bring on 4,000 additional construction workers to finish the job. Now, Virginia legislators, led by delegates Jennifer Carroll Foy and Chris Hurst, are trying to put another stay on the project. They say the plan to bring in non-local workers to complete it would result in coronavirus outbreaks along the pipeline's path. Many of those localities have no nearby access to ICU beds and are heavily populated by vulnerable groups, including senior citizens and Black and Latino people. A representative of the project says that most of the workers already have long-term residences in those areas and are following state-recommended precautions against the virus. Patrick Larson, VPM News. Virginia Attorney General Mark Herring has joined with 28 other attorneys general in a letter to the U.S. Senate asking to extend relief to borrowers of non-federal student loans. The CARES Act currently provides relief from payments, interest, and collection attempts, but that protection is only available to borrowers of federal loans. The letter requests those extensions be made available to student loans from all sources. The request also seeks an extension of the relief past the current end date of September 30th and calls for lenders to consider income-based repayment plans once payments are set to resume. All the stories you've heard can be found online at vpm.org news. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.